Hey lovelies, before we get started, I want to let you know that the Light Denim All-American Dress is in stock online, ready to ship, and it is such a good style. The original All-American Dress was in a dark denim, and it was loved so much that I really only have a couple of pieces left in some very random sizes. You're welcome to check those out, but I knew that we had to make it again, and this time we did it in a lighter weight and lighter colored denim that is just super cute. And yes, I know that denim is everywhere now, now and you're seeing lots of denim dresses and lots of long denim skirts. And this definitely fits with that trend, but also will be able to be worn forever because it's just such a classic style. I'm using the classic shirt dress shape with a flared skirt and pockets. And my favorite innovation of the All-American Dress is that the placket is extended. So that means that when you sit or stand or move or jump or run or do whatever it is that you need to do throughout your day, you do not have to worry about anything showing between the buttons because the, the piece of fabric that the buttons are on is extended and so long that you do not have to worry about any wardrobe malfunctions. So you can see the light denim All-American Dress and all of my other designs that are available in sizes two through 28 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Rifki Itzkowitz, and on today's show, I sit down with a stylist and author to discuss how we relate to our wardrobes. We talk about how she th sees things in shapes and applies that to her styling clients, the pieces she chooses to invest in and why, and we each share our thoughts on trends. Sometimes you sit down to talk with someone and it just clicks. Kim Appelt and I had that kind of connection. A well-known stylist who shares her wisdom with in-person clients and in her new book, it was fun to go in-depth on some of my favorite fashion concepts with her. I was quiet, shy, introverted. Um, I grew up in actually South Africa and my mom was into fashion. She was an amazing dresser and she always had me in like cute matching dresses and bows and Mary Jane. So I would say as a little kid, I was shy, in introverted and a total girly girl. Oh, that's so cute. I can just imagine you like running around in your little floofy socks and Mary Janes oh, and, and all that. So were you always into fashion because your mom was into fashion? You know, I, I I have been into fashion since I've been little, like growing up in South Africa, she would dress me in dresses and, and I would dress my sister in things. I would cut up my mom's nylons and make wigs and dress and redress my little sister is four years younger. She was my first most unwilling styling client. <laughs> She was like a live Barbie doll. And I don't know. I just, yes. So I've, I've, I've been in it, I think since the beginning. And yes, my mom was into it, not in a major way, but she made clothing. She, she could cut patterns and, and sew, which I cannot. Um, and she was just always just a really classy, classic dresser. And it's funny because now I was going out yesterday and I put on like a collared linen shirt and I'm like, I had this like moment where I was like, Oh, I look like my mother. Like, <laughs> Is South Africa a much more kind of like formal place than the U.S.? Is it just more buttoned up or was it at least when you were growing up? I mean, that's a good question. I grew up in a place called Botswana um, and it's British. So I think it's pretty, I would say the dress 
would be at the time more conservative. You know what I mean? It's it's classy. Like you would never go to a party in jeans or shorts or you know a linen shirt. You would never ever wear flip flops to a party or a, a barbecue or you know. Mm-hmm. Like just more put together, I guess. I think more put together, like more British, and I I think just a different vibe. And and that's something that you bring into a little bit what you do now is like really bringing that intentional aspect to, to dressing. And and we're going to talk about the styling work that you do and everything, but I'm so curious to know how you ended up there. Was that something that you always knew that you were going to do? Or did you like have a second secret first life as an accountant or something? Like talk to me about the career angle of this. You're hilarious. I love your questions. This is so fun because the things I had never thought about, I was like, right. You know, what was I as a little girl? Um, You know, I always was into fashion. I started by, I had a million Barbies at the time and I started literally dressing my sister from the time I was four. And then I wanted to go into fashion school. My parents were like, no, you may not. You have to go to university and get a real degree, quote unquote. And um, so I did, I had two degrees um, and one of them was in, I, uh, my minor was in English literature, which is what help I was actually very helpful because I wrote my own book so <laughs> thanks to my parents for that but I you know what I, I always did it I modeled when I was younger and didn't like that and my friends would come over in university and I would be like we have to redress you and I would go into my closet I would put together new outfits for them like they just knew when we were going out that they would come over and be restyled so looking back it's just something that's always been in me um I'm, I'm not a designer I'm not you know, I am a true stylist. I see things in shapes, which I think you might too. And so I just am able to put together looks visually from body types and cuts. When you say you see things in shapes, what do you mean by that? That's a very interesting phrase. Like what's your body type? I'm a triangle. You're a triangle? Clearly. Yeah. I'm an inverted triangle. So so I can see, let's say I was looking at you and you were a triangle I would instinctively see an upside down triangle on your, on top of you. So then in my mind, when I'm, cause I'm balancing you out to be an hourglass, I'm looking for pieces that are like giving you some volume on top and drawing the eye up. And so in, when I say I see things in shapes, I see the bottom triangle and then I see the inverted top triangle. And then I'm looking for pieces that will fulfill that role. I don't think that you realize just how like on point with everything that I talk about what you just said is, because I think that one of the biggest and, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. One of the things that so many women don't realize is that when you're thinking about shape in a lot of ways, you can ignore size. And it's a it's an easy way to be much kinder to yourself about how your body looks. Did you instinctively always know that or was that like a realization you had to come to? Was that with working with clients? Talk to me about that journey of coming to recognize the importance of body shape in your work. Um, I love that you get that. This is so cool. I had not looked at your website or anything until like two seconds before I jumped (laughs) on. I was like, oh, wow, like this is great. Um, You know, it was instinctive for me. It's Mm. always been instinctive and to, to tell you the truth until I started professionally styling and I would just naturally do it. And then I got asked to talk on TV. I'm on TV as a style expert in several places. My producer was like, talk, uh, why, don't you, why don't you do a segment on body types? And it wasn't until I started researching for this segment that I realized what I was doing. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I was able to verbalize it and put words to what I'd been doing for years. 
Um, so yeah, it, it's just very intuitive to me. And I think that that's a big problem for a lot of women. They just intuitively don't know. Um, and that's do you think hard. it's that they don't know, or do you think that it's because for so long, I know that this was true when I was growing up, it was always, the focus was always on size. It was, you have to be smaller. You have to lose weight. If you lose weight, things will fit you better. That was the constant messaging that I was receiving. And it wasn't until, honestly, it wasn't until I did lose weight and I was smaller and certain things still just didn't look right on me that I started to, like you said, kind of intuitively realize that there's something more happening here. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I did, you're right. I don't think the message is out there. Um, right. The message about body types is not a persistent and message in the forefront. And even now with all the messaging about plus sizing and we've got this size, this size, that's great, but you can still be a plus size inverted triangle or a plus size triangle and so I think the messaging still needs some help and we still need to talk about it more because it's not overly helpful to be like we have size till size you know 60 like that's not helpful like what what are the cuts like what are the cuts because you can be a size two and you can be a size you know 12 pair or Tri triangle. So the messaging needs to change a little bit in order to help women think about it differently. And you're correct. The messaging has always been, you just need to be smaller. But I'm a very small person. I'm naturally, I'm the same weight as I have been in high school. I'm basically scrawny. I've been the same. I, it is my body type. I'm in athletic inverted triangle and lots of things do not look good on me because I have to dress for my body type too. It's not about size. It's about cut. Right. Right. It's, it's about how it's, it's about like maintaining visual balance. Right. And about having exactly. that, that harmonious look throughout. So do you have like yes. a trick for this? Do you have a way that you go about doing this to like help your clients recognize their shape and, and dress for it in a, an easy kind of snap way? Um, I talk about shapes. So I like when I have a new client, like I have one this week and I just, I, we will talk about her body type. I let her investigate what does she think it is. And then if it's really difficult, cause sometimes it's hard to tell, we'll do some measurements and then you can see, even if it's just, you know, sometimes you're just a rectangle. Sometimes you're just a tube. You know what I mean? You're not really, but, um, and then what I do is talk about that visually, like what does that look like and how to visually make that changes. And then as soon as I talk about that, so for example, someone that's a triangle, if you're wanting some volume up top, you might wanna draw the eye up, you want some ruffles, but someone like me, who's an inverted triangle, I need all the weight in the bottom, like wide skirts. Um, I look so silly in a tight dress because I'm so top heavy, like it looks ridiculous. So. I think I just get the conversation started and have them start to think about it in a different way. Right. And then once they like start forming their own thoughts around this, then you can, then, then they can kind of play around and see what works for them. This is true. And, and this is something I say. And then I also say the same thing as you. It's not about the size. It's about your shape. And then there's one more element to bring into that. And this is, this is what I talk about in the book is it's also your style. So you're a triangle, I'm an inverted triangle. Okay, so I'm, let's say I'm saying, you know what, let's get the basics, but my basics are gonna look different than your basics. Like you could wear 
a basic blazer. So let's say we both need to get blazers. You, you could get one with shoulder pads. You could be a big, you could have volume there. Like that is not the blazer for me. Mine is deconstructed and, um, you know, kind of slouchy oversized because I'm very tiny. And then you have to add one more element to that. What is my style and what is your style? So now not only do we take the cut of the blazer, but we need to also think about who are we? So there's three elements going into even a basic wardrobe piece. Right. What would be like an example of different style types that people might incorporate into their wardrobe? Plastic. So for example, like when we talk about Botswana or South Africa, like maybe more a classic style. So like I can fit into this category. I love like a linen shirt and a pair of loafers and a throw on like a deconstructed blazer. Like think Lady Diana in the nineties, you know? So like almost a little um, preppy. Yeah. Like preppy. And then there's edgy. So one of my, some of my favorite clients and when I'm, I, I, I'm a chameleon because I'm a stylist. So, but like a moto jacket and, you know, a, a bang t-shirt or like, you know, and I'm like ripped jeans and some pointed boots, like that's more edgy. And I can be like that when I'm in LA. Um, so there's classic preppy, there's edgy, there's athletic, you know, that you're wearing your Lulu's and you look cute and you've got like some cute little style jacket and you've got some runners and it's a vibe. Like imagine like a New York city baseball hat or whatever. It's a vibe. So, and some people are just really casual and casual just means like they want a relaxed fit and a relaxed look and they just need it to flow. Right. Like, so all of these different, almost like personalities and how those translate into your wardrobe pieces while also thinking about, you know, that body shape and, and body yes. type and creating that balance. Yes. You spend a lot of really time thinking about clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of course. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, imagine the average human that is not in our field. Right. Like you have to think about body type, your personal style and the basics, building blocks that you need, you know what I mean? And stay cognizant of how to put together looks because that's, that's a fourth layer that is like a next level. Right. Do you, are you a fan of lots of items in a closet? Do you have a very extensive wardrobe? No, I am like not a fan of that. Like I'm a minimalist. Um, my wardrobe is hilariously small. If you saw it, I live like right downtown and people are always like, I want to see in your closet cause you're a stylist and like, they want to see what I have, but I spend a lot of my money on like high quality basics. Like I have purses like I believe in having really nice purses and really nice shoes and I will invest in those pieces. Some of them, like I've had my first Chanel for 15 years. It looks fabulous. I wear it all the time. It's just a wallet on a chain, but, um, so I'm a minimalist. I literally have probably six purses. Was there a reason why you chose purses and shoes as the items that you invest in? These are such good questions because those are, um, you know, those are to me, the building blocks of, of, of the wardrobe. Like, so I could throw on a t-shirt and a blazer from like value village or like a secondhand store. I have an amazing secondhand store in, in Toronto that I love called rewind. Oh, it's like luxury consignment, but I roll in there and I needed a pair of shoes. I'm totally deviating, but like $150, $250 for a pair of Mew Mew shoes that I needed for an event. And like, they were unworn. Wow. So any, I know, right. I was like, (laughs) um, but I, I choose that because those are the staple pieces and I, I like quality shoes. And so, and I buy basic pieces. 
So I will buy like a pair of like high quality loafers. I have, and I invest in my purses and then I can throw on a white Levi's t-shirt, like a $20 tank top with a pair of jean shorts or, or a skirt. And like, it just sort of anchors everything, I think, to be classy. Like I always advise, like, you don't need more, more, more. I think people should really like pause before they buy something and just say like, do I love this piece? Like, like my purses I wear every day. I have six of them. I'm a stylist. I should have more, but I don't really want more. Right. I always have this. See, I, I come at this a little bit of a different angle for from you and that I actually much prefer to invest in my clothes than in the accessories because I like having clothes that really fit me very well. Yeah. And then I find that with the cheaper accessories, you can't you don't you can't necessarily tell that a cheaper accessory is cheap. Yes, the quality doesn't last and you need to switch it out more. But I like having that angle, like having that variety and having the accessories be more ever changing and having the clothes be something that is like constant and really, really great. And the and and that's I mean, listen, I'm a fashion designer. I make clothes. So this is not surprising to anybody. Right. But, right, right, right. <laughs> right? Like this makes perfect. Yes. Right. This makes perfect sense. Um. But it's also it's interesting when you think about how when you when you have that thing that you can hone in on that's yours and that really feels like you, then it becomes much easier to have a a more limited wardrobe that doesn't feel limiting. And just getting dressed in the morning is that much easier because you can just throw something on and feel like you. It's true. And I agree with what you're saying. And it's definitely true that the accessories you can't really tell. But I also invest in. I guess what I didn't share is like, I also invest in the, the, the basic pieces. So you know what else I love? I love your website, how you get to pick your body type and then you show the dresses. I was like, I haven't seen that done before. That's, That's my favorite. It, it happens to be my favorite feature of the site. I did it because, see, because, of, so I design for sizes two through 28 and the 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 thing that most people don't realize, or uh, especially when I started out, and when I started out, I was two through twenty four. I I found that a lot of um, once you hit a certain size, and for everyone that size was different, people really stopped thinking about shape, and they just started feeling less than because of the size that they were at. Like it, it was it was a real stumbling block to focusing right. on shape when the truth is short of like major surgery or menopause, our body shape doesn't really change throughout our life. I've been a huge range of sizes and I've always been widest at my hip. That's just the way that I carry. And yeah. because of that, I found that once I was able to really drive this point across of these are the things that will look good on you if you carry your weight in this way, it was just the easiest way for people to shop, you know, to know. I would get these questions all the time. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm widest at my arm or, you know, I'm describing like that classic inverted triangle or that classic triangle or even that classic hourglass shape. And, you know, what would look good on me that it honestly, it was in a lot of ways to make my life easier. I was like, I need just... quick accessible links that I can send people to have just exactly what works for them. Um, Thank you. It also, I think that it, it helps to drive home this point that, you know, shopping by shape is really the way to think about all your clothes. And I hope it gets that point across that, you know, that you don't need to be so focused on your size. That's a good slogan. Have you coined that one? Shopping by shape? 
No, it's just no. I don't think you can coin it. That needs can to you? Be your logo. I feel like that needs to be your like. <laughs> right great. now, my ta- right now, my tagline on Instagram is redef- is reshaping the way modest fashion thinks about size. Which I, I- like that too. That that I like because it it brought shape. And for a while, I had the modest fashion for everybody because if you're a size inclusive brand, at some point you need to use everybody with body all caps yes. so that so that everybody knows. Yes. Um, but we outgrew that. Yes. <laughs> we, out, we outgrew that a little. Bit. I like shopping by shape. I feel like that should be your tagline. Like that's the coolest feature I saw. Like I, I mean, I clicked on your website for just a brief second. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And then I clicked on my body shape and I went through and I could see, I was like, yep, she knows what she's talking about. She's on point. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm curious, you know, you mentioned style and you mentioned, you know, bringing in like these different personal styles. I'm curious, what are, what do you find are some of the key pieces where people can really show their personality when they're dressing? This is an interesting question. I would almost like to throw it back to you as a designer. I would like to know your thoughts. Um I mean, you could really, anything could show your style, really, like, because there are always accent pieces out there for every category. So when I say that, like, sometimes when I'm building an outfit, I will be like, I like these pointed studded boots. So I have a pair from LA and they're very specific. And so if I'm starting with that point, I build around that. It's sort of like anyone who's into houses, maybe you find some pillows and those are your inspiration point. So it could be anything. It could be you found this fabulous like red leather jacket or this beautiful floral long dress. Anything could be the standout pieces depending on your look and your style. So if right. you're looking, let me ask you the question because maybe you were looking for a more specific No, I think that we've, I think that we, that we're, you know, listen, we're obviously of the same mind on a lot of things. Um, For me, it's more about combinations. I find that, you know, I tend to go more classic and girly. That's just where my brain's at. So because, and I find that, and, you know, different events and different scenarios obviously call for different things, but I find that having the the, like the unexpected twist sometimes. So I'll have like a you know, a, a a very like floral or feminine dress with either a pair of sneakers or loafers or something like that yes. to kind of bring in yeah. that classic element. Um, you know, those, I find that in, in combining different pieces is where different people yes. will find their different, their different angles on it, basically. That's true. I mean, for me, I think maybe it's because we're in the fashion industry, like a long dress with pair runners and loafers, like that's something I do too. And I do it all the time. Like, um, so you're right, but somebody may not think of it. I was just at a client's house the other day and she has a great style, super feminine, like, and, um, and I, I was like, well, what if we put these little white runners with this dress? And she was like, hadn't thought of that. I was like, think about how easy your life would be. Like she has two little kids. She'll still look good. I mean, she runs a major business and, um, I was like, you're going to look great. Like, this is the way to be. And she was like, oh, I never thought of that. I'm like, yes. You forget sometimes when you, when you're in it, that people don't, we we're unique because it's our field, you know? Right. And it's also, it has to do, I think a lot with, or I definitely have fallen into this trap where it's like, I wear this dress with this pair of shoes. And then whenever I wear that dress, that means I have to wear that pair of shoes. And if I'm wearing that pair of shoes, that means I have like two or three dresses to, to wear with it. And in a lot of ways that makes life easier because you don't have to think so hard about it. But sometimes it's fun to think, 
well, what if I wore this dress with a different pair of shoes? Like the sky would not fall down. You know, I don't have yes. to be married to exactly yes. that way of doing it. And switching it up in that way is actually a really great way to shop your closet. Great way to shop your closet. And that's a good point. And I actually play that game with my clients sometimes. I'm like, they'll have a skirt or something or a blazer they want to keep or jeans. And I'm like, that's fine. You can keep it. Cause on the first edit, there's a lot of like, Oh, I need this. I need that. And so I'm like, Hey, that's fine. But I need you to style these jeans or this skirt or this blazer three ways. And like, we'll put them out on the bed and I'll, let's say, let's say it's a skirt. And I'm like, okay, what tops from your wardrobe can go with this? And then they'll go find them. And then I'm like, and what shoes go with those? And then it's just, it's kind of like an exercise for your brain. So you're right. It does save time and it can be easier when dress A goes with shoes B. That makes sense. But what if you could, you know, grow a little bit and, and actually make some really cool combinations and spend less money? Right. Talk to me about trends. How do you feel about those? I'm like neither here nor there. Like trends to me are not really trends because they just cycle back. Mm. Like, do you know how many radio shows I've done? And they're like, talk to me about the spring trends. And I'm like, fringe this, that. And I'm like the romantic, you know, roses. And I'm like, wow, I feel like I've talked about each of these many times over the years. Um, I love trends. I think they're fun. I'm, I'm always, I always like to embrace ones that work for me. Um, like I love the, like the dad, um, sandal trend. It's been around for a couple of years, but admittedly totally have a pair of like massive platform dad sandals. And I wear them with my little floral dresses and like, it's such a great trend. So I am pro trends. Um, I think you need to know how to add them, sprinkle them into your wardrobe of basics, uh, with style and class and not jump on like the, you know, you just. Pick something that works for you. So whatever that is, like, for example, like I like those sandals. Um, uh, so I think you just, so I'm pro trend, but I'm not, I wouldn't suggest spending a ton of money on something that is trendy. I always like to, you know, go for like the clothing that is, will be in your wardrobe many times that suits your body. And then you can, you know, buy the trendy shoes, trendy first, but just don't spend a lot on it. You? uh similarly not no actually now that I think about it not similarly at all I ignore trends I'm I'm so completely uninterested in them that that point that you made about everything cycling back I think rings true um in that you know I'm just much more maybe it's just because I'm stubborn but like I just I like to dress the way that I like to dress and yes it's interesting to see you know if there's something that pops up for you know, a very long time, or, or if there's something interesting, then, you know, maybe if there's like this summer, we're seeing a ton of denim. Um, and I like wearing denim, and I have a ton of great denim skirts. And, you know, I have, you know, even a denim dress in the collection. And like, those are things that, you know, maybe I'll find myself reaching for it a little bit more if it's something that's, you know, that's trending at the moment. But it's not something that I'll, I, I wouldn't design it because it's trendy, you know, I wouldn't, um, or I wouldn't buy it because it's trendy, no. like that, that angle yeah. of it just doesn't really interest me. Um, and all, and the truth is, is that I'm also operating in a little bit of a bubble because I'm in the modest fashion space. We don't jump onto that many, like if you're looking at wider fashion trends, they get morphed and distilled by the time they reach the modest fashion industry. Yeah. Because like if cutouts are trending, we're not doing cutouts. Like that's yeah. just not a thing that we're doing. So yeah. it, so like we might be doing applique techniques that kind of mimic cutouts or we might be doing some layering things. Like there might yeah. be things that we'll do to, 
distill it. Um, but I find that particularly if you dress modestly and if um, most of my customers and, and I am as well um, are religious. So we do this to a very specific standard. It's there's, we have like our, it's our own ecosystem in a lot of ways. It's our own ecosystem. It's our own style. So there are always things that are trending in the modest world and they tend to stick around for a very long time because there's only so many ways that you can have like a high neck, long sleeves and a long dress. There's only so many different combinations of that. So um, we tend to, it tends to be more classic and it tends to just be more long lasting. So you can kind of get away with completely ignoring what's trending. I love in a lot that of ways. though. Like, and I love that. I, I mean, I love a classic and classy look, like regardless of what your beliefs are, it's just such a nice, um, very feminine, you know, way to dress. And so I, I think it's so great that you're out there designing for that because there's not a lot of options. There's really um, not a lot of options. No, it's a real I, problem. <laughs> I know I, I, I work with many um, women that are religious and uh, same thing. It's like cover the arms up to the neck. You can show leg. They can show legs. I don't think they can wear sandals. That's a, that's like a communal standard thing. So okay. some people, yeah, I personally, I'll wear sandals. Um, and okay. in my community that's accepted, but in, it, it, it depends. Like it, it really depends. It, I could speak well, only yeah. for, for Jewish people. So it, it yeah. depends. Um, are you Jewish? Is that your, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Orthodox Jewish. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I actually just styled a campaign, um, for a developer that was Orthodox, uh, Jewish. And I was, I loved it. I, I met his son and his daughter-in-law and she was so interesting because she had like the most beautiful clothes on and same thing, like the arms are covered, covered to here. And I, I really had not had that experience before and she looked great. Um, and I kind of learned a lot about it. And I was like, this is cool. Like these ladies look beautiful. You know what I mean? And so it is very cool. Um, so like, I'm just saying trends or not trends, like whatever you like, I, I, I stand neither here nor there. Like I'm not a trend person. I am much more of a basics person. Um, but whatever floats your boat, I think. And I just say, try to, you know, purchase sparingly on trends because they're trends for a reason. They don't right. stick around. Right. So, but I love what you said about like the cutout trend and you kind of mimicking that in your clothing. That's so cool. Thanks. It's yeah. it's a different way of approaching just dressing in general, because in a lot of ways, not in a lot of ways, similar to like, if I was allergic to peanuts, no matter how much a recipe looked delicious, if it had peanuts in it, I wouldn't eat it because that's, that's just a non-negotiable um, right. for a lot of women who dress this way. If the style is not covered, then it's like, it's, it's a non-starter. Um, you know, there's just, that's a non-negotiable. So you have to, similar to the way that I would like modify a recipe to leave out the peanut butter, you modify the style to get the amount of coverage that you want. And so you'll, you know, we become experts at alterations and closing up slits or building things up or doing whatever it is that we need to do. Um, but because that's your starting point, it just, that becomes in a lot of ways, the most important thing, because without that, you don't have anything else. Like, it doesn't matter if it's good for your body type or if it's cute or trending or anything, Got it. it's yeah. gotta be, it's gotta be covered first, um, which has its pluses and minuses for sure, but is uh, an interesting way of, of thinking about getting dressed. No, it is. It's interesting. And it adds actually one more element, you know what I mean? Right. That we did not include, um, but that's, that's very cool. And yeah, I can see that that would be changing and you have a great niche there because I, I, I can imagine, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's definitely a, a fun space to be in. I'm curious if 
focusing so, because you obviously spent a lot of time thinking about how you dress. It's your job. That's what you do. I'm curious what effect, if any, that has had on your self-confidence and and how you feel about yourself when you spend so much time thinking about this presentation angle of things. I think, you know, it's it's oddly ironic, you know, and I think it's like, if you think about like the massage therapist that you think gets massages all the time and, you know, or whatever, whatever profession it is, I think because I'm so busy dealing with media and other people and clients and like, I don't think about myself that much. And it's funny because I get photographed continually. Like I get invited to events and I know that I, like, I don't even take my own advice. Like I know that I'm, the minute I walk in that door, I'm getting photographed and that photograph is going to end up in the paper online, like on Getty or whatever. And I will literally get changed like five minutes before I walk out the door. And every time I do that, I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Like, why don't I hang up five outfits for the next five events? I just don't, I've been doing it for so long that for me, it's like breathing. So, and I also have the building blocks in my closet. So like I went to an event and I literally had 15 minutes before I had to be out the door. I decided what I'm wearing. And like, I pulled a pair of yellow H&M uh, Iris Atfield pants out of my closet. I was like, these are great. What are these going to go with? I'm like, perfect. I'll put on this white tube top, cover it with an oversized blazer and, and a pair of loafers. I was like, done. Okay, great. Like I, I am able to quickly curate that and I have the pieces. So I, it doesn't, I, it affects my self-confidence when I see the shots. Like I literally walk in the door. I even get a moment to say hi because the photographers are always there. And I'm like, they're like, Kim, can you take a picture? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but the only time it affects my self-confidence is later the next day when I see that photo. I'm like, why didn't I take the time to like, you know, like sometimes I, I, I screwed up myself. I'm like, Ooh, that balance was wrong, you know, but I'm rushing. Um, generally I'm not overly concerned with what I have on because I can throw on almost anything and it's intuitive for me. So it is not, that is not an issue for me at all. Um, what, an, it, it, what is an issue is being late and not being organized and having my own outfits ready. <laughs> the shoemakers, but, kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what about you? Like you, you're Oh, I plan outfits weeks in advance. Oh. Literally weeks. Like we I, friends. Seriously, I'll do it for you. For me, I am, like, if I know that I have an event coming up, I like, I won't necessarily like lay it out, but in my head, I'm thinking, okay, like what dress would work? And I almost, almost, I almost always wear dresses. I'll be like, what dress would work? What, what dress would work there? What kind of, what kind of crowd is it? What kind of vibe do I want to go for? I think, you know, this, this piece I'll, will, will work well. Or sometimes I'll, it's like, I had a, a couple of outdoor weddings. I was like, okay, well, I'm not wearing heels because grass and that's yeah. just an exercise and frustration. Yeah. So Okay, so if I'm starting with these shoes, because these are like my nice dressy flat sandals, let's say, then what pieces could, okay, so like maybe I'll start with these sandals and like what dress is nice enough, but still makes sense with a sandal. And okay, and then I'll have that kind of picked out and be like, okay, so once I have that dress done, what kind of jewelry would match with this? And I'll, it'll be like a, an ongoing conversation in my head for probably like two weeks before an event because I'm wow. crazy that way. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's fun for me. Honestly, it's fun. And I just, and, and I do like, especially because when it comes to, especially if it's a night event, then I usually don't have that much time to get ready for it because I am like, it's like after bedtime, after, you know, after work a whole day, like very often I will have 10, 15 minutes to get ready. So not having to think about it in that moment does make my life a little bit easier. Um, But yeah, also I'm just neurotic and I just like thinking about clothes all the time. So that is definitely a part of it as well. I love it. I wish I was like you. I tell my clients to be like that. I'm like, you need to, and I do it for them. I'm like, you need to have a few outfits on standby. Right. Like what are the three things you have coming up and we hang them up and we like, but for myself, I don't know, like literally I'm, I get, I promise you it is 15 minutes before I get out the door. And if you look at my Instagram and you look at those outfits, like those are all just pulled together at the last. Right. Do you do that for everyday looks as well? Or do you have like your, your go-tos for that? I, you know, my, I have everyday looks. I mean, I'm a dress person as well. I I throw on a dress almost every day. I'm wearing one now. And this dress I'm going to throw on with a pair of like slides. Um, Mm -hmm. So dress and runners is like my go-to for sure. Uh, Or loafers depending, but right now it's really hot here. So um, I love a linen shirt. I have, I have a linen long sleeve linen shirt. I throw that on. I have like three or four of them and I throw them on with like, I have really cute shorts from this company called Shen. Um, they make the most beautiful bathing suits and shorts and they're very cool. Um, they're out of Montreal, Canada, but the quality is just so good. You should check them out. Actually, their shorts are amazing. How do you spell that? Um, S-H-A-N. I'm going to check it out. That sounds very cool. Oh, you know, like they have... They have that. I just, they started with swimwear. It's, it's luxury. Like these mm-hmm. are not, actually it's, it's affordable for Americans, but for us, let's say it's like $300 a suit for you. That's like 150. So not a big deal. Um, but anyway, they just, the, the material, they have this triple stretch Jersey and actually um, I found it from, from, I found them, uh, through one of my clients um who was wearing them and he was a guy and I was like this is amazing so yeah beautiful stuff my point is I have literally my go-to they're stretchy imagine three-way stretch jersey and then I just chuck on a linen shirt a pair of loafers and I'm out the door so it'll be a dress or the linen shirt and the shorts or whatever that's my go-to Love that. You have written this book called Style for Everybody it's a guide to curating your essential wardrobe talk to me about why it felt important to get all these things that we're talking about down on paper? I think, you know, like my journey, not journey, but like my gifting is styling. I see things in shapes. I believe that everyone is here to contribute with their gift the best they can. And so I believe that if I can lift up one woman at a time and help her feel good and, um, that energy then spreads to her husband, her children, her work environment. So that's sort of my mission. And then with the, I have a YouTube and people were like writing notes on when I cleaned out, I have all these episodes where I actually clean out people's closets and you can watch that. And those are some of like my top ranking episodes. And then they would email me and be like, I'm taking notes, but like, have you ever thought of writing a book? Like I would prefer if you gave me the notes. And it just was like totally meant to be. I styled an author and she was like, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I was like, yeah, I have actually. And then she introduced me to Penguin Random House and like that, that's what happened. So in the book, it is basically, it's like the Coles notes. It's like what you and I talk about, but like, here's a hard copy. 
Very cool. And what do you think is the main takeaway from the book? Like, what do you think people can expect to gain from having that set of notes? I think you and I have a very similar, um, what would you call it? Like, I want them to gain, it is not about size, it's about shape. And it's about basics. And it's about uh, your style. And if you have those three components, you are really going to be able to um, decrease your stress level and feel good most of the time. I love that. That's yeah, that's that's totally true. Um, and I want everyone to be able to get their hands on the book. So where can they get their hands on the book? Where can they find out more about you? Give me all the details. Uh, hands on the book is on Amazon. And um, it actually hit the number one bestseller. It was pre-released. It's not in stores until September. So three days in a row when the book came out, such a blessing. It hit best new release. Um, so it is popping off on Amazon. And then it's also at Barnes and Noble if you're in the US, um, Chapters Indigo if you're in Canada, and like many local bookstores in September. It is available now for pre-sale. If you are looking for our day-to-day outfit inspo, it's my Instagram, which is style by Kim XO. Um, I have a Pinterest that I'm like kind of obsessed with right now. So I say everything is style by Kim XO. And the XO is like the love part. And that is my love to the world. So you will find things that way. And um, yeah, if you just Google my name, everything comes up. But I love that. I'm going to link all of that in the show notes, including the Amazon link where you can get the book. Definitely check it out. It sounds like it'll be a really fantastic and essential read, as you say, for the essential wardrobe. Uh, the last yeah. thing that I want to ask you, Kim, is what does it mean to you to make an impact? Um, I mean, I think what does it mean to me to make an impact? I mean, it means everything. It's my legacy. It means when I'm gone that I left something behind. And so the question is, what did I leave behind? And my belief is that, and this is why I started on social media on this journey is because the more women that I feel like I can help lift up, the more light that I've spread in the world and the more light there is in the world, the more, the, you know, the higher the vibration. So um, that's what it means to me. That is my mission is to help women look and feel their best feel that I am the friend I am there for them like I always respond to everyone I reply I tell them their body shapes like everyone is important to me so that's it I'm here to like sprinkle light and I just do it through fashion I love that thank you so much for coming on today Kim I really appreciate it thank you thanks for listening if you'd like to learn more about Kim or get the book the links are in the show notes On last week's episode, I went solo to share the process behind my newest design, the fifth day dress. Listen to it wherever you're hearing this one. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 28 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 18 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant-parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fatman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki Squits. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook and all the socials at impact.fashion.myc. Here's to making an impact together.